Want a juicy lip? Which serum is the best for you? What exactly is brow lamination? Our Glam Squad are here to answer all of your beauty questions and have you stepping out feeling... Well, it is time for Snatched and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome to the Juice for the first time, Mitch Wynn from the Boys Studio. Mitch, it is so wonderful to have you on the show as part of our Juice Glam Squad. Hi, darling. I'm so excited. This is so much fun. I cannot wait to talk all things hair. Absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Now, listen, you are the hair god and some of the creations that I see come through your socials, I just absolutely love. You nail it each and every time. But what I love about you and your partner, Dean, who takes care of the makeup side of things, um, is that you really do have your finger on the pulse of um, what's coming through and all of the trends. And, um, look, we, we were just talking off air and obviously uh, you guys have had such a, a big run of weddings with all of the rescheduled COVID weddings uh, that you're, you're probably just taking a little bit of a, a, a breath in at the moment, just sort of get, you know, all of those weddings that you had to reschedule that have been in your books for three years and now sort of cut, almost done. I know, I know. It's been so good to kind of get to the end of it now to have like three, four years of work just kind of looming over you that you want to get done. And obviously our, our poor brides that have had to wait for so long to be able to get married and kind of put their whole life on pause for that time as well. It's, um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of emotions. It's been a lot of work. Um, but it's been like we love doing our weddings. We love doing our brides. But it's consumed, definitely consumed our work for a while. Um, so now we're ready to get re-energized and to get refocused and inspired by new trends that are coming out that we're seeing and just be able to dive into them and actually do them and create in the studio space now. That's so exciting. Now, I just uh, wanted to give, because this is uh, your first time sort of being on the gist, I mean, we have we have chatted before in some other spaces, but as part of our Glam Squad, uh, I want everybody to know a little bit about your story. So where did your hair journey start? So if you really look into it, my hair journey started when I was really young because my mum was actually a hairdresser as well. Right. Um, And my uncle was the national representative for Schwarzkopf in Australia. So I kind of had two people at the helm in the hair world already that just kind of made me want to go into hair. Like I just loved it. I used to finish school and go into where my mum was working in a salon. I'd go in there. All the little old ladies were so excited to see me. I'd be shampooing. I'd be washing their perms out, helping mum blow dry. You know, I was just a little mascot of the salon, so it was very cute. So I really got into it there. Much to my mum's um, pushback, I would say, she was always like, do not get into this industry. It is so hard. You are on your feet all day. You never eat anything. You can never go to the toilet. You get paid terribly. You get bossed around. Do not get into it. And... I still did because I'm like, no, I love it. And all of those things are 100% true. (laughs) (laughs) She was not wrong. Um, It is a job that you really definitely have to have a love for. I will say that. Otherwise, you will not survive in it. It's a very, I guess, like thankless task because you give yourself to your client every single day, every single time. Um, But I think that's just part of my nature. So starting through that, um, all through school. I was actually working for McDonald's when I left school and I'm trying to get an apprenticeship. So when I tried to get an apprenticeship, I was a little bit older, but back then it was 
rare, I guess, to have a boy as an apprentice or a hairdresser. There wasn't as many male hairdressers back then. Um, so I worked really hard and done so many trials and finally got into a salon in New Lambton um, and worked there for, I think, seven years I was there for. So like trained through, um, trained under a senior who was incredible, Micheline Ninnis. She's... I know Mish! Mish is incredible. She is my hair god. So I always say I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't her. So love her so much. Um, So trained under her and um, worked up to my senior role. um, Ended up helping being in part of like the training team, like in the salon as well. Um, And then my journey was kind of finished there and went out on my own and worked for six years in my own business, just doing my own thing. Um, until the boys' studio was ready to rise and do our thing. So that's kind of like my, my – and it's, it's kind of rare as well, I think, these days when I talk to a lot of people that they've stayed in a position for as long as I did in one salon. 100%. A lot of people yeah. tend to move around like a lot. Um, but we had a really great environment, a really happy environment. Our team, who I'm still friends with so many people in that team, um, still to this day, like it was just such a great vibe that there was no reason to – ever leave. It yeah. was great. Yeah, 100%. And you are right. I mean, it's, um, there is something to be said for, for getting different influences, but um, also it sort of speaks to the sort of person that you are, that you had that loyalty to that salon, you know, for so long. And, um, you know, and I guess that that sort of uh, carried, carried through in terms of your commitment to when you went out on your own um, to your personal brand and then the boys' brand and that, you know, you live and breathe it and you can see that through your work and through the interactions that you have with people and how you're getting out in the community and, um, you know, there is so much more to hairdressing than hairdressing. Um, oh, my- I, I always feel like the actual doing the hair portion of it is the last thing that happens in the salon. <laughs> I feel like I need to have like a psychology degree. Uh, yes. Degree. <laughs> 100%. I mean, look, God help the women of Newcastle if you're ever captured, kidnapped and then and then waterboarded for your secrets because you'd probably have all of them from everybody. <laughs> There is, there is a lot up in this mind, even like I'll be having conversations with people in the studio and helping them through like daily life and whatnot. And Dean's like, how do you know this information? Like, how do you just like remember all this stuff? And I was like, I'll know somebody that's had a similar problem and can take on board what we've gone from there and I can help somebody else out. But I actually get so much joy in being able to help somebody through a, a hard time or whatever they're going through. And while I'm doing it, I'm just giving him amazing hair. So it's it's all just giving back. And I think that's what I love to do. Same as being in the community. I love to see people. Dina, I love to be around people and conversate. So it's something that's just so instinct to us that yep. it, it doesn't even feel like you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I get that. Now, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the hair trends that we're seeing coming through. So often in winter, um, I mean, obviously, um, you know, so, like in coming into summer, we sort of go, oh, you know, we might lighten things or whatever it is. But coming into winter, a lot of people sort of go, look, I'm just feeling so blur. And particularly after the last two years, we've all been, you know, in our active wear. So, yeah. you know, we might want a bit of judging. So, 
What is coming through? What trends are you seeing coming through uh, in in hair coming into winter? Um, it's I find it really hard with this question when it comes to hair trends because at the moment I feel like everything is on trend. Yes. Anything, everything is just on trend. You look everywhere, there's always something different, something new. Um, you know, we're still seeing a lot of 80s, 90s revival. Um, you know, the mullets obviously were like a big thing, the... the typical shag haircut was a really big thing and still is a big thing for like a lot of people. Um, 90s are definitely coming back. So um, for me personally, I'm so excited for this whole 90 glam updo style. Yes. Like I feel like after the show, um, Pam and Tommy, like the whole Pamela Anderson vibe, I die. Like I'm so <laughs> excited for this. I'm like, come on clients. I cannot wait for you to come into the studio so I can do some Pam Ann on you. Uh, uh, the big bouncy <laughs> hair dry. Like it's- oh, just the, and just that little bit more, um, I guess like the fluffy kind of curls. So not the kind of big, big, beautiful curls that we're seeing that obviously I love to do. You'll look on our page and you'll see the big, big, beautiful hair. Still obsessed with that. But that little bit more understated, fluffy, like rounder, almost like that hot roller. Yes. Type style. I mean, I still have my hot rollers that I had from like late 90s, early 2000s. I will say you never get rid of stuff like that because nothing can emulate the same style as a good hot roller. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. We can't do it with the GHD. Um, No, the the old is still new. Like it's still, we still need to have it. So I'm obsessed with my hot rollers again. I get them out and pop them in and I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm just back there again. It's amazing. Um, But in in terms of... um, for me, talking to clients in the studio at the moment in terms of colour, a lot of people come into winter um, being like, oh, should I go darker? I think I want to go a little bit darker because it's coming into winter. Um, my one kind of like takeaway that I, like, I always like to say is let's not go dark or too dark. Still have some, um, some highlights through there because, as you can see with like me today, we start to wear heavier clothes. You start to wear heavier jackets, big jumpers, everything like you look into fashion and once we start wearing darker like blacks grays um our hair if it goes darker it's kind of like blending in with all of that it just all looks like one big lump so still keeping some of that nice texture through the hair um we're still seeing a lot of like the nice like face pop highlights coming through there's the extremes of being very very fine just that real subtle kind of highlight or or really really chunky and then seeing a lot of chunky with like color now so like pinks or like a lavender or something in that in that front bang so um that seems to be a really big trend and um like bangs bangs are really big at the moment like things a bit more of a longer rounder bang you know into that 90s hairstyle that that overhanging the eye really fine wispy kind of bang love that that's coming in yeah um, what else have we got? What else have we got that's happening? Um, yeah, they're kind of like my my top things that are kind of going on at the moment, I guess. Yeah, and I love what you're saying about uh, not going darker because that is the um, the sort of go-to, I guess. We'll go, oh, we'll go darker for winter and then we'll go lighter for summer. Lighter for summer, yeah. yeah. Until you get to spring and you go, oh, I want to be blonde. And then you go and you hit up your poor hairdresser and you go, okay, take me to platinum from black. Literally. And and your hairdresser leaves the chair, goes and sits in a corner and starts rocking. And there's a reason for that. (laughs) 
<laughs> we also do the same when Kim Kardashian does the same thing because ever since Kim Kardashian went in Paris for Fashion Week, black to blonde, and now she's done it again. 14 um, hours. Cover, I'm down with it. <laughs> love that woman. Every time she does it, I swear hairdressers are just, you can hear the tears just <laughs> Faces being like, here we go, we're back on board, this is what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, in, in Kim's defence, she has Chris Appleton. Um, well, who, that's right, you love know, him so much. Absolutely. Which is where a lot of my trends from, he is such a god in so many more ways than hair. <laughs> yes, 100, well, yeah, what a dish, what a dish, I hear. Um, but, um, but, yeah, I... When I, when I do see that, I just sort of think, you know, like it took her 14 hours through a day to do it. Uh, she has all the extensions that she needs at her disposal, which she's going to need because her hair will snap off. And oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's just not realistic. And um, no. yeah, for, for the everyman. Um, we got the scoop from the first time that she done it in Paris Fashion Week. Actually, Chloe spilled the tea on that where they actually just bleached Kim's kind of tea part section. They cornrowed all of her natural hair out, bleached her tea part section, so everywhere that would go, over extensions, and then just put in rows and rows of extensions to her natural hair and then just let the top part fall over. So it looked like she'd gone completely platinum blonde, but it was like they still done it over time. It was just the illusion that they bleached it. I do think this time they have actually bleached it completely. Yes. <laughs> She's corn in full hog. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not – it's doable, but, you know, we've got to have Kim Kardashian's time and money as well. Look, we do. And even with that, I will say that there was some stuff that came out sort of after the Met and they went, oh, look, there's this gold bit in her hair, you know. Mm. Did you see that? And I did, I did. And it's like, poor and, Chris um, Appleton, I, I, you know. <laughs> Well, he started to get a lot of flack and I follow another colorist that's um, over in Canada and he actually pointed out that a lot of the people that were making these comments were actual hairdressers and he brought it back to be like, this is actually an amazing job to get for the fact that they done it the night before, which you would never do to any client if it was their wedding and they were like, I want to be blonde for my wedding, but I need to do it the night before. You would just never do it. But because it was so secretive, that result was actually so amazing to get for the time that they'd done it in. Um, and so, yeah, this, this hairdresser kind of just like put it back on everyone being like, can you do better? Yes. It's like, I'm like, I know I couldn't do any better. Like that's, that's the reality of a result that you're going to get. And anybody doing it in a hair salon um, couldn't do like a better job than what that was. So yeah, like it's it's funny how I mean that's quite the nature of hairdressers as well. Everyone kind of picks on each other for their work instead of uplifting. So, um, but no, I just thought it was really great that he actually put that point out there to bring it back to us and to also bring it back to potential clients as well to think that you know they're going to get this amazing job for their first time going black to blonde. Yeah, one hundred percent. Look, Mitch, I really thank you for your hair tips. And uh, you heard it here first. Don't go black in winter and then want to go platinum blonde in summer <laughs> because it's just not going to work. And you're going to give these poor people a nervous breakdown. They've just come off wedding season. They're exhausted. Don't do it to them is what I say. Now, if people wanted to get some amazing hair and obviously makeup as well with Dean, where would they find you guys? 
Um, so our studio is in Mayfield West, um, and but you can find us on all socials. So we've got our Facebook, we've got our Instagram, which is at the Boys Studio, um, or you can also email us at contact at theboysstudio.com. Fantastic. Mitch Wynn, thank you so much for being one of our official glam squad here on The Juice. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat. You're listening to Snatched on The Juice on Newcastle Live Radio.